Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome back, Solar Warrior. This is what we call a Suncast Rewind. It's also a Tactical Tuesday, a short-form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. Well, we're continuing our theme of our Suncast Rewind. This time we're dipping into the vault of one of our LinkedIn Live sessions. I had a great conversation with John Powers of Extensible Energy about the value of capacity building in an organization during difficult times. In truth, this was actually just as the pandemic had gotten started back April of 2020. And I looked back and said, where can I glean some insight from one of our past guests about how the world has changed or how it might change? And I thought this was really interesting because John shared some real gems here. I enjoyed listening to this live session and thinking about all the relevant ways that it actually had an impact on my own personal growth during the pandemic. Hey, John and the Accessible team recently raised a whopping $3.4 million in their venture funding round, so they clearly did something right during this pandemic as well. Congrats to you, John, and your team. Well, Solar Warrior, I hope that you do appreciate our taking the time to curate and bring back some of these archived episodes so that you can continue to grow and learn. What else would you like to know? Why don't you text me, 310 to get your burning questions answered and an insider sneak peek of exciting updates coming to Suncast. I do my best to keep up, so bear with me as I do get back to you. That number again is 310-634-1780. For now, thank you for being here. Now let's get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with this Suncast Rewind. I'd love to tell people kind of how this chat came about. If you're a listener of Suncast, and many of you are, then you know that we've got this podcasting going around for four and a half years. And we've really focused on helping entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, founders, and key executives who are growing companies in our industry. I have the incredible fortune of, of spending time with folks like you, John. I also have the incredible fortune of having companies like Extensible that come alongside Suncast and help partner with us to get this message out to more people as a free resource. We've never charged uh, you know, for listeners to have access to right. our, our Suncast thread. We were finally at long last, after months of trying to figure out a good time, we were recording uh, last week an episode that will come out in a few weeks here on Suncast. And you and I started talking about the ways that our teams are taking this time to really dig into self-improvement, right? Yeah. There's yeah. corporate health environment and then there's a personal health environment. And at the personal level, I see a lot of folks that are taking courses, a lot of folks that are you know, really getting back into a, a health kick and having a daily morning routine that isn't driven by, I got to get to the office. And at the corporate level, which I know you're going to talk to uh, today, we see a lot of folks retrenching and saying, okay, number one, how are we going to make through this downturn financially? Number two, how do I ensure that my team 
is going to come out of this stronger than ever. And that's where that capacity building is yeah. like we live in a we live in a time that is just unprecedented for capacity building online. So we thought this is a great opportunity for us to get the information out there, give our tribe, uh, you know, especially the, the Suncast tribe folks that that routinely are looking to our content for help, advice, answers and insight. Give them an opportunity to ask you questions, an opportunity to just spend some time with us. So that's what this is. Right. This is a hangout. We do these every Wednesday. Right. John and I are going to not only take your questions, but John's going to jump into some things that that he and Tor and their team have really been helping customers think through about what is your opportunity for capacity building while right. your entire team is is remote. So yeah. Yeah, so that's the word I've been using a lot, both internally and externally, is capacity building, is the, the notion that when customers aren't buying, you should just sell harder is kind of one of these, you know, I think it's a no-win situation. There's lots to do besides just pound the pavement and try and sell against such fear and uncertainty. So uh, we certainly have closed some deals lately, and I'm very happy about that. But the folks we sell to are small to medium commercial business accounts, and we sell through solar installation and solar development partners. And what the what our partners tell us is that either they're on they're on lockdown, they can't go anywhere, or that their customers are, of course focused on other things than closing a solar deal this week. So this is a time for us internally to do more to get our partners supported and ready to go deliver the best solution. So in our case, we're doing partner training around site surveys, installations, overcoming sales objections for a solar plus load flexibility solution. And then internally, we're doing a lot of work on process and product. So we're doing a lot of customer discovery rather than customer selling. We're doing a lot of work on our customer collateral. We're revamping our website. We're working on all the materials for the partner training I just talked about. And then, you know, we're just basically encouraging those who can to take advantage of staff development opportunities, take an online class that will help them get ready for doing a better job in the market next month or the month after. So I think that the more you're able to build the capability of the firm to deliver rather than just running around yelling louder that people should come out and buy things, it's really a time where you can, you know, I'll, I'll speak about us, a time to clean up some of the things that we've been, you know, running too fast to sort of fix. So that means product, but it also means all of the supporting materials I was just talking about. John, thanks for sharing that uh, that experience. I, totally, I definitely appreciate that. And I'm wondering, you talk to a lot of folks in the predominantly in the CNI space. Yeah. I hear from Resi in, uh, installers from Puerto Rico to Hawaii, to California, that mm -hmm. this is potentially their best month ever from a sales perspective. I'm wondering, mm -hmm. how are we seeing this translate to commercial where a lot of businesses are closed down? Yeah, not not so much the best sales time for a lot of the commercial installers we're talking to. Some of them are doing fine. They're closing the deals that they had in the pipeline. People know this is going to pass. So there's there's mm. it's not like things have frozen. But a lot of times when you don't see 
as clearly into the future as you did last month, the first reaction is to pause. It's not to stop, pause. And so some deals are, are not closing as fast as they were. So the, the CNI space is difficult in good times, right? The CNI space has, you know, plenty of challenges for our partners to try to overcome. You know, our piece is to help them work on demand charges and to help make a better presentation of the economics of the deal to their customers, to come at them with something that saves both energy and demand with no battery, no physical installation required. So that piece still resonates, but it's, it's, you know, dwarfed by customer concerns around other parts of their business. So it's tough to get people's attention. We're trying to focus people on, you know, getting ready to really deliver on the deals that will close in a month or two. It's hard for folks who in the CNI space in particular would otherwise be rele- relegated to, well, they are relegated to mostly so digital communication, email, Slack, if they have it, Zoom calls, et cetera. Whereas to make a big decision like this, a lot of them would probably be stepping around the corner, talking to the CFO, talking to the buying manager, et cetera. And that level of cohesiveness at the companies, I'm seeing that level of communication start to fall because they haven't really, they haven't invested yet in tools for real-time collaboration that's not person to person. How do you extensible and, and more broadly, your clients... How are you implementing communication tools to improve the way that you're both communicating with customers and communicating internally? Yeah, so so basically, you know, we've tried lots of different online video tools like we're we're doing right here. And we've we've just standardized on Zoom. We've used Google Hangouts. It's good, but it's not great. We've used some of the more formal webinar tools, but for just day-to-day communication internally we're on we're on zoom many times a day and in in terms of engaging with our partners we we like to meet them where they are so we keep our skills sharp on other platforms but we're we're all about zoom you know internally at extensible the rest is important too we have multiple slack channels that are open all the time one for sales one for customer support one for you know development so forth. We communicate there very regularly. And then with the outside world, we do, you know, even more email than usual, as much of a curse as email is. It's a, you know, it's it's a great medium to transfer information back and forth that's not like minute to minute communications. So, John, what are some of the tools, tips, tricks that you find yourself consistently delivering to partners that fall into that category of how to build capacity. What is yeah. it, first of all, like, what does that look like? You're a longtime entrepreneur. I'm really looking forward to people hearing yeah. uh, your episode on Suncast, but yeah. what does is, what is capacity building look like for an organization? And how do you, how should, how should we tune our minds to that as, as entrepreneurs and leaders during this time? Yeah, so the, the way we work with partners is all the way from original prospecting out to implementation. And so there's there's a, a number of steps along the way that we've kind of tried to engage with partners around. And sort of the, the initial one in almost every case is some kind of 
load shape analysis of the customer prospect followed by the preparation of a, of, of a proposal. And so we, we are fluent in all the tools out there. Probably most of the ones we see from our partners come through Energy Toolbase. Uh, shout mm. out to those guys. We did a webcast with Energy Toolbase and Utility API as the three of us together have a very complementary set of capabilities that result in something that really helps our project developer partners to deliver proposals that that stand out both in in look and in content so we're we're able to greatly reduce the the payback time by saving both energy and demand in these, you know, high demand charge commercial areas. So we, we exercise a lot of the sort of load shape modification tricks that you can push through energy tool base to put out quotes that, that contain both our partners, solar component and our load shape or load flexibility component for saving demand. So so that's one area where we've done a lot of work with partners on increasing the, you know, how routine it is to work with us around customer proposals. And then sort of at a later stage of the deal, you're looking at some kind of site survey. So you might give a preliminary quote based on what you can see from space, but then you have to walk on the roof to figure out what the final quote is going to look like is see how to actually implement the system you're going to, you're proposing. So during that visit, we've been training folks to do site surveys that also apply to our controls in the building. So things like identifying all the HVAC units and their capacity, which one maps to which zone, which one maps to which thermostat. Those are things that solar installers don't normally think about during a site survey, mm-hmm. but can learn very quickly. And we built a little app that can help guide them through the whole process. They can get through the whole thing in the same trip they make, you know, for their own checking on the stability of the roof and checking the length of the wire runs and all the things they do before they prepare a final quote for the customer. So we're trying to engage with them at each stage of the deal. And the final one, of course, is installing any equipment necessary to modify loads in the building. So all of that is way within the capacity of our installation partners. But the, you know, the training, this is a perfect time to be doing all the training for that because they aren't, you know, running 90 miles an hour all day. It's amazing how busy we get as an organization and don't really carve out time for training. So in many ways, this is a great opportunity to just look at that. This is one of those kind of where you you have a a forced training opportunity, kind of like if you're an architect and you need to go get recertified. Um, You know, speaking of that in, in the solar industry, it's obvious for many this is a great opportunity to lean into maybe uh, getting your NABCEP hours oh, and uh, and thinking about maybe if you're in solar sales, getting that NABCEP sales certification that you've been thinking about. Shout out to NABCEP. Uh, I know there are other ways uh, that you can get these certifications. It's just that's tip of tongue and consider the gold standard in uh, in our industry. One of the things that I find happens uh, a lot within companies is, well, everyone's trying to figure out how do I do project management right now? And especially if you don't have the ability to track internally and you haven't migrated to an online tool, maybe you're using Excel, it could really get complicated without the, the kind of weekly, in many cases, daily touch-ins that mm-hmm. teams who are in the same office 
sure. would have. And I wanted to highlight, there's two tools that I think are, are really amazing that maybe some folks aren't familiar with or have been putting off getting started with. The first, which Vincenzo Bueller mentioned, they finally adopted Trello in their organization. Yeah. Uh, we used to use Trello a lot. Not sure what you guys use for, uh, for project management or task management internally. Do you have a tool like that? So we are, you know, again, for software planning, it's a whole different world than most of the project plans that involve right. deliver, delivery of field materials by certain dates and that sort of stuff. You know, we use some really simple online sort of make a Gantt chart and model dependencies kind of tools, uh, Tom's planner. Um, you know, I, I know Microsoft project, but I, I also know enough to hate it. So it's, it, it's, it's something that what we try to do is understand what we want to do is meet our partners where they are. We're a small part yeah. of their deal. So we don't want to say, oh, here's how we plan the activities. We have our own internal processes for software development, which are independent of all the stuff that goes on on site. And then we just have our our own sort of simple, simple set of dependencies for what we have to do at each of the sites. But that has to fit into a much bigger process that the the partner is driving. We think of ourselves as as sort of the the software part of their supply chain, just like they have their favorite inverter and their favorite panel. They're going to have their favorite uh, energy management or demand charge management software. And that's hopefully going to be us. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, you sit in a really unique place in that as a software provider, you know, most of the dev part happens in the background and doesn't need to be in an office and you can keep focusing on that and building in the customer service elements. Like I bet there are probably things now that you're thinking about from an, maybe even an online academy perspective. <clears throat> what are those yeah. things we've been putting off that we could yeah. use to train customers, right? Yeah, no I find kidding. a lot of folks, yeah. a lot of folks are thinking about that right now. Yeah. I mean, what are the, pro- what are those tiny projects that you've been putting off that, you can now go and build that five video series. Yep. It's really super, super useful. Go ahead. I got a meeting about that tomorrow afternoon. We're, we're working on our partner portal. We have a portal where partners can onboard and bring us buildings to look at as, as part of the prospecting I talked about a minute ago, but that's being augmented with video training and with uh, uh, a bunch of different automated tools that'll make our, our partners' lives easier in dealing with us. We've known that's yeah. important, but it's always hard to set that as a priority when you know you're you're running around trying to get the next next deal done. So we're pushing on that yep. um, this week and next. We're going to have more content on our partner portal um, very shortly. And I'll mention actually, you know, I, I, I said that Vincenzo was using Trello. Uh, we used Trello for a long time. Lots of folks, a lot of my clients use Trello. Mm-hmm. We've recently moved over, thanks to uh, a good friend of mine, Austin, bringing it to my, my attention. We've moved over to this amazing tool called ClickUp. I feel like we say internally all the time, ClickUp is eating the world. Because ClickUp for us is just a phenomenal way to be able to have those projects that are the someday maybe things that you can now re- yeah. reprioritize. We run all of our sprints through ClickUp. It's just an amazing yeah. tool. Our team should probably put together a ClickUp course on how to, how to leverage ClickUp to, to run uh, a virtual team because that's exactly yeah. what we do and it's the lifeblood of our company. I wanted to take a couple of questions here from uh, John from uh, LinkedIn. Chuck Holloway of WGS Group asked, what are the long-term changes that you're expecting companies that will need to adapt to? My crystal ball is no better than most, but people are, are talking about the changes in health and education sort of first and foremost. And I think, mm-hmm. I think 
you know, my wife works in health policy, so I'll defer to her. She knows all about that stuff. But I think distance learning is going to be more sort of normalized and expected. And I think that the sort of um, content that you're working on, Nico, and the sort of content we're trying to begin to put into our partner portal, I think something where um, you're, you're learning without being there is it, it, people are getting a, a crash course in that right now. You know, my sister and my daughter are both teachers. They're learning to do their their work through Zoom, and we're learning to do our work remotely the same way. And so I think that once everyone has lived this way for a period of weeks or months, it's going to be much more natural to at least live partly this way for the indefinite future. So I think you'll see the tools getting better and more importantly, the practices getting better around how people engage with the remote work tools we have. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. Did you ever think, man, I wish I could just text Nico. I have a question for him. Hey, Nico, where is your favorite Thai restaurant in Durham? Hey, Nico, what are the flight prices to Mexico City right now? Hey, Nico, where are you going to be staying in New Orleans this year for North America Smart Energy Week? If any of those questions have occurred to you or some other thing that you'd like to chat with me about, why don't you text me at 310-634-1780. I'm running a little test to see if I can actually get you as a listener to respond. So there you go. That's my number, 310-634-1780. Shoot me a text message. I'd like to know if you're going to North America Smart Energy Week 2021 in New Orleans. I'm going to be there. So why don't you take this opportunity to text 310-634-1780 and let me know, Nico, I'm going. Or Nico, you're crazy. Why in the heck would I be in New Orleans? We're still in a pandemic. Either way, I love you and I hope to see you there. And I hope that you'll text me. That number, again, is right there in your podcast player description if you click on it. Steve Matthews says, hey, John and Nico, wondering what your thoughts are for the solar renewables job market after COVID-19. Could this open up new opportunities to get into the industry? It certainly seemed like before it was a very strong market, uh, but it looks like it could get harder now than ever to get into the industry. What do you think about that? I think that, again, back to the comment about the crystal ball. Nobody knows if this is going to be a V-shaped recovery or a U-shaped recovery, right? So nobody knows how fast everything's going to come back. I think that the prospects, and I think, you know, several of the solar advocacy groups are out in front on this saying, if you want to re-stimulate the economy, the largest source of high-paying blue-collar jobs over the last decade has been in renewables. And if the economy needs a boost, why would you try and push something that doesn't give you nearly the lift that wind and solar do? So I think there's going to be some government-driven and some private-driven push to bring the solar industry in particular back faster or faster than some of the rest of the uh, the rest of the industries. So I'm pretty optimistic yep. about the recovery. I'm not, you know, optimistic about how long it's going to take to get from here to there. I don't know, mm. but I think yeah. that solar is going to help lead the recovery. So I think there will be some opportunities for folks who have been displaced or put out of work by all of this to take another look at, at solar as a possible field. 
That is exactly what I was going to say, John. It's like we're reading each other's minds, man. I think. Well, you're an optimist too. I know that. Yeah. Well, so like, look, fundamentally, solar and clean economy jobs broadly have been the largest and fastest growing job market in the United States quarter over quarter for a while now. Solar Foundation has some amazing data. SIA and Solar Foundation have really done a great job of cataloging that, proving that to be true, focusing on jobs, actually Clean Coalition uh, and um, uh, what is it? The Advanced Economy. I can't remember the exact. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Advanced Energy Economy are working. They're working on help help transitioning fossil fuel industry executives and and laborers into the renewables industry. I'm an optimist, as you as you said, and I think that this is going to be the best time ever. Many, many people are losing their jobs in telecom, in construction in lots of different sectors where it just takes a slight shift in perspective to identify, realize, and, and, and highlight those transferable skills and move quickly into the clean economy, which is going to boom when we come out of this, uh, of this you know, recession and certainly out of this, uh, you know, this homebound situation. I'm going to put in a plug for our industry as well, which is the clean tech software side of the world. Mm-hmm. There comes a point in every industry where the hardware is commoditized and software becomes the key differentiator. And solar is just entering that part of the market right now. And I've been trying in the Bay Area to work with leaders of the clean tech movement to bring people from tech tech into clean tech. So we try to advocate through work with Powerhouse, which is an awesome energy incubator and fund in the Bay Area, and other folks who hold hackathons, is try to recruit talent, this huge pool of talent in the Bay Area, to stop trying to find the next picture of a cat on the internet and bring them over to save the world. There's more growth and reward coming in clean tech this decade than in any decade before. So this is a phenomenal time to get into the technical side, the software Mm -hmm. side of the solar industry. This is the best time in, in my career to be getting into that field. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. I'm going to take a chance here as well to highlight one of our uh, inbound partners and, and a company that many folks in our industry would recognize. Um, there's a company called HeatSpring. Uh, these oh, guys yeah. have just done a really great job of creating uh, a world-class platform. You know, we're going to be doing some content stuff with them, uh, and they've already been using Suncast episodes in their courses on drones and, and such. But there are websites like HeatSpring that are dedicated, Solar Energy International, dedicated yep. to training folks. I think right now is a phenomenal opportunity where you maybe there's there are folks who used to spend one to two hours in commute a day can now dedicate that time to education and personal development. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep. I, I definitely my 15 second commute is the only thing I can say is a definite strong improvement over my past life. And so we're going to yeah, we're going to be, you know, that's one thing that if you've been following along with Suncast, you know that we try to bring you the tools, tactics, tips, uh, advice, insights from leaders in this industry like we're doing now with John so that you can improve on your professional career and your your station in life, generally speaking. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to go entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur who's struggling and needs help, if you're an entrepreneur who's crushing and want to be on our show and tell everybody about how you're doing that, you know, we are creating a platform to to curate that thought leadership 
And, you know, partnering with HeatSpring is a natural for that. Partnering with Extensible. Yeah. You mentioned the software. We're still working with, with Energy Toolbase, which has just been a phenomenal sure. growth story in our industry. Aurora was yep. a sponsor for us. Thank, shout out to them. Helioscope was one of our original sponsors. Yep. You mentioned earlier uh, tools, you know, like for design. Helioscope is one of the industry standards. I think absolutely. that you're absolutely right. Job opportunities in the software space are going uh, to just boom uh, right now. I think that folks losing their positions, perhaps at tech companies uh, that are looking to build meaning in their career. Man, yeah. boy, do we have some good, uh, we have some really, really cool companies like Utility API, Greenbone, oh, yeah. we can plug, we can oh, yeah. plug folks into. So if you're watching this and you're interested in how you can transition your career, I'd love to have that conversation with you. You can go to mysuncast.com and check out where it says, uh, ask for a conversation with me or work with me. Uh, I have clarity calls and coaching you know, conversations with folks all the time asking how to get into the industry. Two, if what we talked about today, and in particular, if you're interested in the tips that John and the uh, Energy Toolbase folks shared on a recent webinar, we've compiled those uh, into a guide. If you're, if you're on Crowdcast, it's really simple. You just click on the button that says grab today's tips in this handy guide. <laughs> so if you, if you registered and you just go into uh, Crowdcast, you'll see a button that'll take you straight to it. If you go to our homepage, mysuncast.com, not only would I humbly ask that you would join our uh, our Suncast tribe, which is the way that we can email you when we're going live. We can email you and let you know what the topics are and, and help you stay abreast of that. But it's also where we have a nice image that should catch your attention. You can download that uh, information. We package it into a nice, I think, a three-page, nine tips to help you get your organization and your personal life into a capacity building mode while we're all stuck yep. remote. John, I wanted to give you a chance to, to also sign off and, and to say uh, any parting thoughts that you have as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go back to where I started and say I, I really do understand that we're very fortunate as a software company to be able to continue working remotely. And if there's things we can do to make your recovery faster and stronger, hit me up. Well, I'm so honored you're still listening. Did you find the format of this LinkedIn Live replay interesting and enjoyable? Did you kind of wish that you'd actually been there live? I'd love to hear whether you think I should do more of these or more of something like this. I haven't done one in quite a while. Why don't you text me at 310-634-1780? Let me know which of these ideas really sat the most and the best with you. This is the best way to get your burning questions answered and get an insider sneak peek at exciting updates coming from Suncast. That is texting me at 310-634-1780. I try to keep up with those, so please bear with me as I do get back to you. What did you do during quarantine? Did, did this episode spark some ideas for you or perhaps even remind you to dust off that to-do list of videos or podcasts or things you promised yourself you'd finally learn during the pandemic? Let me know what those things were. Perhaps we can even help get you started on some of those things if you're still putting off maybe tightening up your LinkedIn or building your domain authority platform. If you'd like to chat, you can text me. Just rewind a few seconds and you'll hear that number. Or you can go fill out a coaching application at mysuncast.com. Click on work with Nico. I like to give everyone 15 minutes of clarity call session just to see how we might be able to help. I hope you'll be back again this Thursday as I interview my friend, Boaz Soifer, president at Baywa RE. It's one of the most raw interviews I've done in a long time. Well, as always, 
Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>